0: The New York Giants select Daniel Jones. Oh no! I'm thrilled to get Daniel. He was up there with everybody else on our board in terms of value, and uh, he is is just perfect for us.
1: Daniel Jones, welcome to New York. Fans might not like the pick, but the Giants are in love.
0: He walked out there, and I saw a professional quarterback after after the three series that I watched. I saw a professional quarterback. So that's when I was in full bloom. Love. <laughs>
2: that's quite a That's quite a visual.
1: Okay, Giants with the talk of the draft while the Jets went low-key. If it's possible to low-key picking the best talent available. And Quin Williams says he's ready for Tom Brady. Oh, it's
3: an amazing feeling, man, just go against the GOAT, man, like he the GOAT, so going against Tom Brady, man, gonna be crazy, man. I hope I get a sack, man. I know for sure I'm going to do my job up front, man, to get after him
1: and uh, put pressure on him, man, and things like that, so coming for TV 12 that's just what the Jets want to hear this is the sports final podcast I'm John Chandler from Nashville Tennessee and music city made radio city from the past look small potatoes the NFL says some half a million people passed through downtown Nashville over this three-day event it was electric on Broadway in short the city nailed it and the Jets nailed this draft too at least they did with their first pick.
0: and Williams, he's the anchor at that nose spot, and he's played extremely well so far. He uses his hands to just stuff the blocker in front of him. Keeps it on the ground, and there's a loss of about five. This guy's been playing lights-out football, Quinton Williams.
1: Jets GM Mike McKagan wanted to trade out from that third pick. It was the worst-kept secret in Nashville, but he just couldn't find enough value to make the deal. And years from now, he could be thankful that he didn't. Quentin Williams is a dominant defensive tackle. Guy consumes running backs, gets to the quarterback. He had to wait his turn at Alabama, but he took full advantage of his one season at a starter. He's 6'3", 303 pounds of disruptive force. Many scouts around the league think he might be the surest thing in this draft. Now, the way this works at the draft, the first-rounders get shuttled off the stage after their big moment with Commissioner Roger Goodell, and then they go from stop to stop around the campus. The networks, they need their interviews. Then there's a press conference in the media workroom, and then a conference call for the team's beat writers who aren't there. And by the time they reach us in local TV, we are crushed into a makeshift room with reporters, producers, photojournalists from all over the country, you know? It can be a bit much by that point. But Quinnen walked through the door wearing a huge smile. I noticed on Twitter, Jamal Adams was pretty pumped right after the Jets made this pick. The safety wrote, let's get it, big dog. And he also added, that was my pick. I love it. Jamal Adams is pretty excited on Twitter right now. Your your thoughts?
3: Uh, it's just amazing, man, to see a veteran like that or an older guy like that just believe in my play, uh, just believing that I can come in and be another attribute to the defense and help the defense win. So it's giving me a lot of confidence coming in and uh, knowing that i got to work hard, knowing that they expected expecting me to be the person that they drafted, and that's, of course, what it's going to be. Sounded like you've done your homework
1: on the Jets' defense there.
3: Oh, for sure, man. I keep up with everything. Every team that I visit, man, I uh, did research on it, did research on the defense, did research on the defensive coordinator, things like that. Just me and my agent, man, we just do a lot of research on just preparing for whatever circumstance, whatever team I go to, I can know coming in day one that uh, I'm going into a 3-4 or I'm going into with this defensive lineman or with this linebacker, or with this safety, things like that. So.
0: What were some of your conversations with the New York Jets prior to the draft?
3: I mean, uh, we didn't have many conversations about um, them drafting me and things like that. We had a lot of conversation on just uh, in general on uh, the city of New York, uh, just the city of New Jersey and things like that, and just the team atmosphere and what they're trying to do there. Every team trying to win the Super Bowl, and that team trying to build a, a dominant defense uh, by going to go get C.J. Mosley and different people that they have in general trying to uh, build a dominant defense so they can win a division. And coming to get me, man, is the best thing. Uh, in the draft, the best defensive lineman in the draft, man, just add another weapon, add another tool to uh, help that defense succeed. So.
0: What was your reaction when you got the news that you were going to the Jets? What was the
3: first thing? Um, it was a great reaction, man. Just knowing I'm going to go play football some more years, man. So, yeah, uh, I know a lot of people don't get that opportunity to leave college and go chase their dream and to go to the NFL. But I got that opportunity. And I was blessed for the opportunity. I'm gonna make the best of that opportunity by going in to whatever franchise I go in and be a dumb But going to the New York Jets and <laughs> be a dominant player, so.
1: And you did some work with Leonard Williams, too. Oh, yes,
3: sir. I trained with Leonard Williams this summer, man. I mean, this, uh, during the off season this summer, man, um, we just got a chance to know each other, got a chance to um, be around each other and just get a uh, feel for each other. So going in the um, the defensive line room, knowing a person in there, a person that know me, uh, it would be a great opportunity to um, build each other and teach each other. So.
0: How you, you about this year was just a matter of just getting those opportunities finally
3: and just showing what you had? was uh, just a matter of giving that opportunity, man. We had a lot of guys in front of me who was great. We had a lot of guys in front of me who I had to bag up and play my role and just learn from. But now when that time came, it was my opportunity to step up and be the person and that's what I did. When I Coach Saban and the University of Alabama gave me that opportunity, I just stepped up and did what I was supposed to do. So, What are you looking forward to the most in New York? Uh, just playing football, man, just getting with the guys, and I haven't, like, like you know how they say, you bleed with a team, you work out with a team, you grind with a team. I haven't did it in a long time. A long time been individualized since January, so now I get to go and grind with a team. I get to go and feed our people energy. I get to go and learn from other people. So uh, going into an organization like this, a lot of veterans, a lot of guys who been playing a long time, so it's a great opportunity to go and learn from those guys. So How do you feel about facing Tom Brady? Oh, it's an amazing feeling, man. Just go against the goat, man. Like he the goat, so going against Tom Brady, man, it's would be crazy, man. I hope I get a sack, man. I know for sure I'm gonna do my job up front, man, to get after him and uh, put pressure on him, man, and things like that. So it'll be a great fun opportunity, cause man, like growing up, Tom Brady was the man. Like Tom Brady was my guy. Like I think he, st- I think he went to the NFL when I wasn't even like in college, like in high school. So <laughs> it'll be crazy. So we
1: got one more front here. How will you make this Jets defense dominant in the middle?
3: Uh, just bringing in another asset, man. They got some great guys there already. Just bringing in another person um, that can get out to the quarterback first, second, third down. Just uh, bringing another person who can do it all. And me coming from the University of Alabama, I'm ready to play day one. Uh, just the standard, just the things I've been held by, just my learning aspect. Um, my IQ in football is very high, so it's not going to be very hard for me to come in and learn a new playbook and things like that. Uh, just bringing somebody who's ready. Uh, somebody who can uh, stop the run when the run need to be stopped, uh, affect the pass on the pass
1: when need to be stopped. Just another asset, another tool in the weaponry. So you have to appreciate Quinn's genuine respect for Tom Brady, calling him the goat, and yet kind of putting him on notice that he'll be coming for him in the same answer. I like it. He's highly regarded for his smarts, quickly seeing formations, and then just as quickly blowing up plays. In 2018, Williams had 19 and a half tackles for a loss and eight sacks. And well, I think we tend to overvalue the pre-draft ringer that players go through, Quinnen ran the 40 in 4.87 seconds. That's impressive for a 300-pounder. Then his agent, Nicole Lynn, told him, go with that. Well, Quinnan decided he could do better against her advice, and he did. He ran a 4.8340. That's the fourth fastest by a 300-plus-pound defensive lineman since 2003. Any way you shake it, that's impressive. He is a big man. He is a fast man, and he worked out with Leonard Williams as well this offseason. Now he'll get to anchor the Jets' D-line with him. Jones lobs it up for Ramon, who was the motion man. He breaks away inside the 20, slips one tackle. Now to the Giants. The talk of the draft. Right now, I'm liking what I'm seeing on the field. Pre-draft process also swayed Big Blue to the top. Jones keeps it, goes over the middle, open man, into the end
0: zone, and a touchdown.
1: Daniel Jones was impressive at the Senior Bowl, and that left GM Dave Gettleman convinced that the Duke quarterback was the right heir apparent for Eli Manning.
0: Why didn't you wait until 17? Well, I know for a fact there were two teams who would have taken him in front of 17. I know that for a fact. So, it, it, Tom, it's tough. It really is. It wasn't, it wasn't easy for me to pass up Josh Allen. That was, you know, that for me, you know, in my background, that was very, very difficult. But I think that much of Daniel
1: Jones. I feel the need to point out that this love affair seems to happen a lot lately to the Giants. I mean, they've now fallen for and drafted the last three Senior Bowl MVPs, all quarterbacks, Jones this year, Kyle Aletta last year, and then pre-Gettleman Davis Webb before that. And if memory serves, Gettleman had the same flowery, you have me at hello types of things to say about Laletta at the Senior Bowl last year, didn't he? Full bloom love. That's the quote this year. And Gettleman sure can deliver a good quote. We appreciate him for that. The question is, can he deliver a good quarterback to the Giants? Because a good quote isn't going to satisfy the skeptics, the many skeptics. And there's a lot of them out there. In fact, I, I kind of found praise for this pick hard to find in Nashville. In the days after, it feels like the criticism has only grown louder. There is praise out there. It's faint. And the Giants are right to grab him if they truly believe he's their guy. But there was a consensus that Jones would have been there in 17. And in fairness to the Giants, there's no way you can possibly predict that unless you know exactly what each team between 6 and 17 is going to do. And you don't. There's no way. So why would you risk it? Gettleman says he felt there were two teams he knew for a fact would take Jones before they did at 17. Now, we don't know that. That could be a smokescreen unless you were in the war rooms of those teams and in those discussions and privy to them, there's no way of knowing. It could be spin from the Giants. It could be true. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt because what is done is done. Daniel Jones is the Giants quarterback, and it is a fireable offense if it doesn't go well because Gettleman passed up Josh Allen, the edge rusher from Kentucky. He figured to be the Giants pick at number six. I mean, He would fill one huge need on the defense and then address the quarterback at 17 with Jones, right? Wrong. Didn't happen, the media workroom in Nashville exploded into an echo of, they did what? When the Giants grabbed Jones at number six. And that led to this exchange between Gettleman and reporters back in East Rutherford. you
0: think you could have gotten Jones at 17? You'd never know.
1: And you Mm -hmm. weren't willing to risk it? I was not willing to risk it. And is the goal for Eli to start 16 games next season and for Daniel to sit 16 games next season?
0: Well, the the goal is for Eli to be our quarterback, yes.
2: I told Eli, to, I, I told Eli, when we, we visited, you know, it's your job to win games and keep this guy off the field.
1: Does this end
0: that possibility here? Because you'll want absolutely. Jones to take the field next season. Absolutely but, not. No, absolutely not. You know, I, I talked. You know, maybe we're going to be the Green Bay model, Kim. Where Brett, you know, where Roger sat for three years. Who knows? You know. It's, it, 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 it's it's one of those deals where it doesn't make a difference what position it is. You can never have too many good players at one position. You can never have too many good players at one position. Uh, uh, did you, did you uh, say that you a quarterback number six and he might sit for three years? Who knows? I may go out there in my car and get hit. You don't know, Sal. Okay? You don't know. We drafted it. We drafted a quarterback that we believe is a franchise quarterback. That's really the that's really the end, the long on the shot of it. We feel he's a franchise kid. If Eli could play for three more years, wouldn't you take somebody at number six to help Eli do that? We, well, it, it, it's the same. Let me say this to you, Sal. It's the same conversation. It's the same question that Kim asked me. Why didn't you wait to 17? It's really the same question. OK, you, we don't know. You, 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 life's too shot short. You, you know, you, you don't know how this is going to work. You know, so, again, it's, it's 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 people drafting defensive tackles when they already have two stud starters. Why are you doing that? Because you can never, it's value, it's where the, the value fits meets the draft pick extending Eli so he's not considered a lame quarterback? That, that's a hypothetical. So I'm not going
1: there. It's not just that the Giants passed on a dominant defensive player like Josh Allen in a first round that was loaded on defense. It's also that they didn't see a franchise quarterback where others did in Dwayne Haskins. Although frankly, not as many as people thought saw Haskins for what he is in this first round. He slipped all the way to 15 in Washington. Haskins and Jones are both traditional stand-in-the-pocket passers. Jones is sneaky, athletic on the run. Haskins, he's going to stand in there and throw bombs. 50 touchdowns, 7 picks at Ohio State last season. Likes to talk about getting the ball out of there in 2.5 seconds. We'll see if that plays in the NFL. Jones tossed 52 touchdowns and 29 picks in 36 games at Duke. It's not an entirely fair comp, given Haskins was surrounded by significantly better talent than Jones was at Duke. Obviously, he played at Ohio State. Ultimately, this is going to go on and on for years in the NFC East. Haskins now gets the chance to try and make the Giants pay twice a year with Washington. He said to ESPN on draft night, the NFL done messed up, and we'll see if he makes everybody pay for it. Jones, meanwhile, saddled with heavy expectations, now to be Eli Manning 2.0. Fair or not, probably not, but that's the situation he has now stepped into. And credit to him, he definitely stepped around most questions about that with us on Thursday, right after he was drafted.
2: I was, I you know, I was just thrilled uh, getting the call, and, and uh, I don't, I can't remember exactly what what happened after that, but but I was just really excited and. Um... Yeah, you know, my family was thrilled too, and and uh, just being there with them, being in you know in the green room and, and having that moment was was special. Something I'll always remember.
0: What were your conversations like with the Giants when you went there for a visit? And you were
2: out with them. Uh, I thought they went well. I thought uh, you know we connected well. I th- you know, I liked uh, you know all the people I met on my visit and and. Uh, you know, when, when they were in Durham or when I when I was in New York, I thought they they all went great. So you know, I didn't have a whole lot of expectations as far as this draft. I was just just excited to be here, but um, you know, I'm certainly thrilled for the opportunity. I can't wait to get up there. Were you surprised
1: to hear your name called so early? Uh,
2: I don't know. I don't know if I was surprised. You know, like I said, I wasn't uh, you know expecting one thing or another tonight. I was just uh, you know I was just looking forward to it, and, and uh, you know it couldn't have gone any better.
1: Talk about the connection with your head coach at Duke. Manning brothers and how that maybe can help you here
2: going forward yeah I think that's a uh, you know a special connection there with with coach cut and, and his uh, you know experience coaching the Mannings and being around them you know I've had the opportunity to get to know uh, both of them um, you know at Duke or, or at the Manning camp as well and um, you know it's, it's a tremendous opportunity for a young guy to learn from someone like Eli and uh, uh you know, go in and watch him day in and day out. So uh, I'm looking forward to doing that. Do were... you think for replacing a guy like that eventually? Uh, you know, I think um, you know he's certainly a guy who's accomplished a whole lot in his career, and uh, you know, been a been a great quarterback for a really long time. But um, you know, I think when you're when you're stepping into a position, I think uh, making sure you're confident in, in who you are and not trying to be someone else is is uh, you know important to keep in mind. I think I'm certainly. Uh, confident in myself, I think I'll be able to do that. What do you
1: say to Giants fans
2: that might be a little bit skeptical about taking a quarterback at six or taking you at six? Uh, you know, I think um, I'm, I'm very confident in myself. I think I'm, uh, you know, you know, I think I'll do a good job. I, I'm looking forward to winning a whole lot of games. I think that's, you know, always the goal. But um, you know, there's not much to be said until we until we can get on the field and until we can start working. And, and I'm certainly looking forward to doing that. But there's no one more excited. There's no one. Uh, you know, who's going to work harder at it than, than I will and um, yeah I'm just looking forward to it Is there any added pressure being a top 10
3: pick though
2: uh, you know I don't, I don't think so I think it's a you know an opportunity and you're certainly um, you know expected to be successful and I certainly have the highest expectations of myself so um, you know I think when you when you expect a lot of it yourself it's not uh, as much pressure from the outside. Giants said one of the reasons why they picked that's you was right. because they feel like you have the mentality that you can go into the bright lights of New York and be just fine. Talk about what you're about to walk into and do you feel like you're able to handle all of that that comes with
1: playing in New York?
2: Yeah I think you know being the, the quarterback uh, of the New York Giants of a franchise like the Giants is uh, you know a tremendous opportunity for anyone and, and uh, as a young guy you dream about playing on on the biggest stage and that's certainly it. So, um, You know, I think, you know, as a person, I'm I'm very confident in myself, like I said, and I think, um, you know, emotionally, I I can, you know, stay even keel and and not get too high, too low. I think that's
1: critical in a situation like that, and, and, uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to it. Ah, yes, the Manning ties are strong here. Undeniable. Unavoidable for the Giants. And I think they ran towards it instead of running away from it. I mean, obviously, they love Daniel Jones. They know the history. They feel that if you're going to transition with Eli Manning on the roster to a new quarterback, why not have one that we like with his skill set who also we know Eli likes? Jones was at the Manning Passing Academy for a couple of years. They loved him there. Of course, David Cutcliffe coached Daniel at Duke. He also coached Eli at Ole Miss and Peyton Manning at Tennessee. Highly, highly respected coach. Jones will sit and learn now under Manning, and maybe, maybe under the Aaron Rodgers Green Bay plan, Gettleman kind of threw that out there. This format certainly worked for Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, sitting under Alex Smith, and then just bursting onto the scene in the NFL last year. There is almost, though, an unrealistic weight on Daniel Jones, and Mahomes didn't have that. Rodgers maybe had that replacing Brett Favre. Be as good as Eli Manning. That is the expectation. If you're Eli's clone, great. Peyton, even better anything less, this pick is going to be a bust. Daniel Jones, like it or not, will forever be expected to justify this pick as anything but a reach. And if he does, you know, nobody will care that the Giants didn't wait around until 17, even if Josh Allen or Ed Oliver or whomever they could have picked in this defensive dominant draft at number six, even if that player ends up excelling in the NFL. If Daniel Jones is the quarterback the Giants believe he can become, that is all that matters with this pick. If he falls short, We're talking jobs on the line. Dave Gettleman says we'll know three years from now how this draft grades out. Unfortunately, in today's NFL, teams and ANSI fan bases, they don't like to wait three years.
0: Jones faked it and threw it in a touchdown. Davis Copenhaver,
1: And I'll leave you with this thought. Not to pile on Dave Gettleman, but it is all out here. Sam Darnold picked last year. The Giants passed on him. They went with Saquon Barkley. They traded Odell Beckham Jr., Now they have Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Would you feel better with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley going forward or Sam Darnold and Odell Beckham? That's a question that we're going to see how it plays out. It's going to be fascinating to watch. In Nashville, I'm John Chandler, and that's the Sports Final Podcast.